the Superman and Lois the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we've got a lot to talk about today. The news is actually coming in about the show. There has been casting. A couple of characters have been cast for the show. So I guess we can jump right into that before we get into more news later. But Clark and Lois's boys have been cast and they are going to be twins. This news is coming from Deadline. So the first one is Jordan Elsass, who is going to be playing Jonathan who is described as, quote, clean-cut, modest, and kind-hearted, with an aw shucks attitude that somehow doesn't seem dated. Yeah, so the, the fact that they're twins, is that, that raises a lot of questions that we can talk about. But uh, both of these actors, I'm not super familiar with either of them, but they, they both seem like very good, competent actors. They've been in some pretty decent-sized projects as well. Um, and so it it's always cool or interesting to see, like, child actors come onto a project because... Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty difficult. I don't think I could be an actor when I was their age. I don't think I could, or even now, really. So uh, it's always pretty impressive. But yeah, the um, the description for this one seems like kind of the, the description of the classic Clark Kent when you think of it. So this seems kind of like he's following in his dad's footsteps if you're taking the classic interpretation of the Clark Kent character. Yeah, and Jonathan is the more... I mean, the only, well, we'll get to the other one. The other one's an original character, but this is a character from the comics, Jonathan Kent, mostly introduced. We're going to get into that later today, talk about his introduction in the comics back in 2015. But would you say that's a fair description from the comic book version of Jonathan Kent? Uh, Yeah, for the most part. uh, Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair description. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I thought it was really good. I, I think it fits really well. That's what I want to hear about in John Kent. Clean cut, modest, kind hearted, all shucks attitude. Yeah, I think that I think that all sounds really great. Um, it sounds like they're going to be playing around thirteen, which when John was introduced, he was about nine or ten in the comic, so a little bit older, but not as far aged up as could have been. So um, obviously, they want to go with the the teen angle. It looks like, which is not surprising by the CW. Um, and yeah, I'm not familiar either with Elsass, but it looks like a pretty good miniseries. I watched the trailer for it, and it is uh, he is. I think playing one of Reese Witherspoon's children and Carrie Washington's in it. So it's kind of a, a high profile Hulu series, Little Fires Everywhere, that's coming out in March. And he's done everything, other things in the past as well. Uh, it looks like he's been acting for a while. And then Alexander Garfin is going to play Jordan. Uh, and they have a description for him as he's wildly intelligent, but his mercurial temperament and social anxiety limits his interactions with people. And consequently, Jordan prefers to spend most of his free time alone playing video games. So, a Jordan is an original character, so not a lot to compare in terms of comic book source material. How does what do you think about the description of this character? Does it sound like an interesting one to you? Um, it yeah, it, it sounds interesting in the fact of like how it is different from Jonathan. I'm I'm glad that they don't have one son, Jordan, who has this description. I think it there's more interest in seeing the the differences between these two kids and how they are going to interact with each other, and then how the kind of like parenting challenges that come from parenting two children that are, you know, pretty different. So um, I'm glad that he has Jonathan to play off of. Yeah, I will say I'm, this has nothing to do with acting or anything. I'm a little disappointed they're going with an original character here just because uh, Superman's got 82 years of comic book history. I would like to see some of those characters. And I realize they've never had two kids at the same time, really in main continuity. But I would, uh, if they were going to have two kids, it would have been nice to see like we talked about Lorzad, Christopher Kent, or something like that, one that they actually had in the past. But this is, it's interesting. Um, I Like you said, I like to see that they're 
differences between the two and they're not just the same. And I, I hope he doesn't just become the tech guy, but whenever I think of somebody who likes playing video games in the CW, that means they're going to be able to hack into the Pentagon within reason. But um, Garfin is voiced Linus in the Peanuts movie. He's been in a couple episodes of Law & Order SVU, done some other stuff as well. So these look like good young actors. Uh, Rappaport Casting has done a good job in the past, for the most part, in finding people unknown and everything like that. So I'm excited to get to know these. What do you think about the fact that they are twins and and going to be presumably the same age as twins are, give or take a few minutes. Yeah, I I actually do like that because it I think it gives the best like story opportunity to kind of highlight the differences in their character without just the differences being because, oh, they're different ages and they're at different maturity levels and that's why they are different kinds of people. So I it gives them more of like an even playing field and gets to highlight their personality differences. But they're also going through the same changes at the same time. And, you know, if one of them ends up like getting powers and the other one doesn't, or one gets powers first or something like that, or they get them at the same time, either way, I think there's some pretty interesting like story, uh, room for stories that they can tell because they're the same age. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with them being twins. And I'm also a twin. So maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think twins are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, twins are bad. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. It will be interesting to see who develops powers when i would like to see a bit of a slow burn and develop them over if they're going to have powers i hope they develop it over a couple seasons a few years even i wouldn't mind that but it, it wouldn't shock me if they developed really fast and i could see that being the pilot type moment you know the what this show is going to be about oh one or both of them develops powers and now clark has to teach what he learned pass that down having those powers and lois can help teach what she's learned from being with Clark and dealing with someone who has powers and just kind of passing that down to the next generation. I could see them establishing that as soon as the pilot. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's, if I had to guess, that's probably the direction that they'll go is one will get powers and one won't because just like you said, to kind of highlight that dynamic that Lois and Clark have where one is powered and one is not, but that doesn't mean that one is more worthwhile or valuable than the other person. They both can help each other uh, in ways that the other person doesn't have the ability to do so that would be a good way to highlight that like you said to pass on those lessons that they've learned and their relationship onto their children so yeah i would not be surprised at all if only one of the kids ends up getting powers yeah i, th I think i wouldn't be surprised if both of them did but maybe it takes a while one develops sooner or something like that i'm really curious now what is the dominant gene between kryptonian and earthling when it comes to superpowers how <laughs> that developed uh it's kind of a new situation to develop with i wonder if they have a scientist in the show to consult about things like this and Emil Hamilton or something like that that would be fun because yeah Lewis and Clark are dealing with some unknown territory in terms of they can deal with they've dealt with just a Kryptonian before and they've dealt with just humans before but what about when you mix the two what uh what does that mean exactly what do you think about the name Jordan uh, Jonathan is obviously named after in the comics he was named after Jonathan Clark's dad uh what do you think about Jordan being a name Jordan's good goes with the the J theme and then also there's obviously the connection to Jor-El which that would be nice if they even if they don't make that explicit like that's that's still a nice nod to uh that Kryptonian name yeah it makes sense I guess Jordan is as good of a name as any if you're going to come up with an original one for a boy there is a Jordan in whatever happened to the man of tomorrow I won't spoil what that's about there but you can know that it's a nod to Jor-El uh so each son is named after a different one of Clark's dads that's pretty cool I bet it makes General Sam Lane feel like a terrible father that he doesn't get any kids named after him. Well, 
Sam Lane has, I don't know, it depends on which comic or adaptation you go with. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes, a lot of times, not so good. <laughs> yeah, Sam Lane, not such a, a great guy the last couple decades or so. But Jonathan, is his middle name is Samuel in the comics. So perhaps he'll go that way. And the benefit Sam has is that he's still alive, I guess, if the if the other dads are gone. So he's got that going for him. <laughs> yep. Bitsy Tullock did share on Twitter, she being Lois Lane. Can't wait to share their talent with you all. Tyler Hecklin and I read with them, and they're both terrific young actors. And she gives props to Rappaport casting. So, of course, they would read together, but I would assume the four of them, their chemistry and their interactions, that's going to be really important in establishing the show. Yeah, exactly. I I hope that they have a good uh, working relationship together because, yeah, it, chances are they're going to be in a lot of scenes together. Yeah. I don't know how young or old these actors are. It's tough to find ages don't really want to look deeply into child actors histories that much that's not something that interests me but i think they can pass as teenagers 13 at least from the recent photos i've seen they definitely look younger than 24 year old tom welling who played 14 in the smallville pilot so if he can play 14 i think they can play 13 yeah i I, stole the words out of my mouth i was just going to bring up the tom welling case all right well primetimer.com also had some other information it looks like they had the pilot and read it and gave character breakdowns we won't get into much. We'll, we'll save some of the more spoilery stuff for later. I don't know that it's necessarily spoilery in terms of it's probably stuff that will be established in the first trailer to the show. But characters that we know of, not surprisingly, Kirk Kent and Lois Lane, Martha Kent living by herself on the Kent farm. So that's probably not good news for Jonathan. The boys are twins in 13, like we talked about. General Sam Lane will have a role in the pilot. I found that a little bit surprising. He was in season one of Supergirl played by Glenn Morshauer. Kind of like with all the Superman characters that have already been in these CW shows with Crisis, they could use that as an opportunity to recast. Not that I'm looking to recast anyone, but just if it doesn't work out scheduling-wise or whatever. Same thing with Jenna Dewan, who played Lucy Lane in season one of Supergirl. When the show was shot in California, they can't get her to Vancouver. I wonder if they're going to recast any of these. I think I'd like to see the same actors if they can, but it wouldn't shock me if there's a new one. Yeah, exactly like you said. It would be nice to have the same actor, but... At the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's okay. And there's there's plenty of in-universe explanations for why it would be a different looking person. But yeah, uh, kind of on the same page as you, I'm not, I'm surprised that uh, he's a large enough character to be in the pilot. So assuming that he's probably going to continue on in the series and have a, a pretty major role. But, you know, at the same time, if Martha Kent is the only female parent that is around and General Sam Lane is the only male parent that is around for... Lois and Clark, maybe it does make sense and they'll be getting different uh, kinds of p- parental advice. I'm assuming Sam Lane has a, probably a, a different kind of parenting style than Martha Kent does. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, and one thing we should say with all of this, just because somebody is a key player in the pilot doesn't necessarily mean they'll be yeah. a key player in the show. So I'm wondering how much of this is just setting things up for the series, how much of this is actually just important just for the pilot and something to establish things, but not really something that's going to carry forward. I don't know. How do you think General Lane would fit in? I don't, unless he's all of a sudden become a good parental figure and a good grandfather, I'm not sure how he would fit in around the Kents. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is that he is, you know, for whatever reason, Superman ends up being like someone that is not respected on this planet or is deemed a threat. And he doesn't know that Clark is Superman. And so he's like, out with the army and he has a special unit hunting superman and you know just kind of the dramatic tension between being the parent of someone who is married to superman and not knowing that he is superman 
Yeah, uh, Samoline has been a bit of an antagonist, so it wouldn't shock me. I wonder if they're going to go that way or if they're going to have him be an ally, which would be strange. Maybe he's come around and now willing to work with Superman. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder. I, I just i am really curious how he fits in. He's kind of a question mark. I don't see how he would naturally fit in with the show, but yeah. there's lots of ways they could use him. And like you said, maybe he won't fit in. Maybe he's just there for the pilot to set things up and then we don't really see from him that often. Yeah, that could be. Uh, Lana Lang will be in the show. She is a banker in Smallville in the show, and she has a family, Kyle, Sarah, and Sophie. Uh, Kyle being her husband, Sarah and Sophie being their children. Yeah, this is a very pleasant surprise, but still a surprise. I I wasn't expecting to see this character again. Um, But yeah, and again, like these connections to Smallville, I'm I'm never going to turn those down because I love that show so much. But yeah, I was pretty surprised to to see this on the list we speculated in the past that if you're going to have a family raising kids well maybe you want a family to contrast that or to show similar similar things how clark and lois parenting is different from other people and that uh, i wonder if lana and kyle are going to be used in that way not necessarily bad parents or anything like that but a different set of parenting and a different types of struggles that having two children how that can be difficult yeah, exactly. And they also don't have the villain for the the thing, but someone called the Stranger will appear, and that is a mystery that will whose tra- true identity will be revealed. Yeah, not a lot to take from that. No, but my first instinct when I saw that was thinking of Mr. Oz, especially if they're going that way with it. Yeah. So Krypton Site also had other characters who will appear in Superman and Lois via flashbacks, and they point out it's important to know that they may be showing up. There's always potential changes from the first draft or first couple drafts to what they're actually allowed to use or decide to use or anything like that. But Jonathan Kent, the father of Clark, Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, Ron Troop, who is a reporter for the Daily Planet, Max Menken, who is actually a Gossam columnist who appeared in the 1966 Broadway musical, It's a Bird, It's a Plate, It's a Superman. Bit of a deep pull there. And Krypton Site also says that other characters could be mentioned like Pete Ross and Morgan Edge. Yeah, again, some some deep... Uh history of superman obviously seeing jonathan kent that would be really really amazing and martha kent's living by herself so yeah it would have to be via flashbacks um which i i'm okay with i've been i think we've both been pretty on board since the show got announced with saying especially when we found out that the kids were going to be kind of aged up is we hope that there's flashbacks to see um to see them raising the kids but if they go back even farther and see you know actually interacting with Jonathan Kent. I'm I'm perfectly happy with that as well. I think that's a good strong character to have on the show. And Perry White is a kind of a no-brainer, it seems like, uh, if they're going to be working at the Daily Planet. Yeah, and with Perry White appearing, I hope that's just not just flashbacks. I hope that's also present day stuff yeah. and we get to see a lot of Perry White, a lot of the Daily Planet. Uh, that's something I like to see a lot of. Ron Troop is another important character at the Daily Planet and then some other ones. So yeah, I'm hoping to see a good bit of Daily Planet, even though I'm not sure how much it is. Um, and Krypton Site also had an article about how S- Superman and Lois will return to Smallville. It said it will be, quote, the first time we will be seeing the town of Smallville on a regular basis since Smallville. So they don't come right out and say it, but do you think they're kind of implying, and from what we've seen of the characters being included, I mean, if Lana Lang's in Smallville and has a big role in the show, do you think it could actually be set mostly in Smallville? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I would certainly be happy if it's set there but it seems i I don't know it seems a little strange because you know not that they can't tell different kinds of stories or anything like that but in you know most 
Superman, at this point in their lives, they have grown up and moved to the big city, which is Metropolis, um, and because they're working for the newspaper. So that makes the most sense to me. But that being said, if they're if they need to go in hiding or something like that, it would make sense to go to a smaller town like Smallville. Um, but this quote could also just be referring to the fact that you're going to see Smallville a lot in flashbacks, you know, and see it more than you've seen it on any other show. Yeah, before we saw this, I thought maybe we would see the boys would get dropped off with Martha frequently and get to hang out on the Kent farm and, and that. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's Lois and Clark could actually move there. Maybe one of the boys getting their powers kind of emerges emerges, and then so they go to the farm or whatever to explore those powers and do them in a slightly safer environment than a city with millions and millions of people as a way to train out their powers and test them out. I don't know. Um I'm a little split on this too, along with the casting, because I was hoping to see a lot of Metropolis. Um, I do, I love the town of Smallville, I love the show Smallville, but I was hoping to see more of Metropolis, and so we'll see how much they balance that. I think you could do some cool things in Smallville. Again, I don't know how much of this is for the pilot, how much of this is the status quo for the show, if they're moved to Smallville for some reason, like we said, I don't know. But it also brings up the question, if they are in Smallville, how do you balance, because Metropolis generally depicted on the East Coast... Smallville in Kansas, unless Crisis moved Kansas closer to Metropolis. I, I don't think that's the case. So, And Smallville has been very close to Metropolis. Like in Smallville, the show, right. Metropolis was in Kansas. So they've done it different ways in the past. But I'm curious how they will handle that. So do you want to talk about the more spoilery, more story details from this primetimer.com article and other things we know from the pilot now? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do this. And again, this is, if you don't want to know any spoilers... Don't listen. I think most of this is stuff that will probably be revealed in the first trailer or way before the show even debuts. So uh, mostly character stuff. It's not we don't know who the villain is, who's fighting who, what's going on specifically. But this is sounds like stuff that could be set up in the beginning of the show. So as we know, Lois Lane will be working for the Daily Planet, but it sounds like Clark will have been recently laid off as part of cutbacks at the Daily Planet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I I think I think it couldn't open up some interesting storytelling, especially like you know, stay at home dad taking care of the kids. And I, I hope that we get some of the kind of like classic bumbling Clark because I do really like that. And this is a perfect situation for him to be kind of bumbling in is taking care of these kids, especially if they've they're older than he was expecting them to be. And they're teenagers and they're, you know, kind of hormonal and a little crazy. So that could be kind of fun to see him in that different situation. And obviously it also frees him up to kind of leave and fight crime uh, more often if he doesn't have an actual job not that working at the daily planet ever really stopped him for that yeah this is probably the thing i was least excited about in in all the news uh i love lois and clark at the daily planet i think that's a cool setup for the show is there's limitless stories at the daily planet where they go and investigate whatever and they figure out it's some really big thing and then superman needs to intervene and there's a lot you can do with that uh, both big and small stories so i get what you're saying about the stay-at-home dad thing that might make sense if the boys were younger but yeah. if starting that when they're 13, they're kind of developing on their own. It makes it, it would be weird for him to start being a stay at home dad once the boys are starting to become more independent and all that. Now, if they're one of them has powers emerging, then maybe he needs to spend more time training them. But they've got a lot of time. They're going to be in school and he could still be working. So, again, I'm not I'm not sure exactly how that will work. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to be bad, but it's something that we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. But I, I think it would be cool if maybe he takes some time off to help one of the boys or whatever with powers and eventually gets back to the daily planet and starts working there again. Um, whether that be at the end of the first episode or 
midway through the season or something like that. I don't know, but I, I think it would be cool to see him get back to the Daily Planet. Yeah. And like we said, the boys are 13. They don't know that their dad is Superman. Yeah. I. This is another thing I'm kind of split on. I I think for the most part, I am pretty positive on this uh, because I. this is one thing that I've I've kind of found missing in the other CW shows is they would maybe start with the hero has a secret identity, but by the end of the first season or like halfway into the second season, basically every single important character that you know about knows their secret identity and they don't really try that hard to hide it. I, I always liked the part of Smallville where it was always a constant threat of Clark being found out. Um, so that's it's an interesting way to tell stories that has kind of been missing in CW shows. So the, ramic- the ramifications, though, of the kids finding out that he is Superman, at least in my mind, aren't that damaging. It's okay. So it's not like super high stakes, but it's still like fun to, to have a story reason for him to try to be hiding the things that he's doing. Yeah, I'm sure Lois and Clark always plan to tell them, and it's something they've been waiting for the right time to do. You'd think by 13, maybe they would have noticed some hints where dad sneaks off and then a tornado is stopped or whatever, all kinds of different things you can do. Um, But I'm guessing that's something that maybe when, like we're going to talk about with Lois and Clark the comic, maybe one of their powers emerging and they have to find out that that is the case. 13 seems a little old, but that's something I want to see. I want to see Lois and Clark tell the boys for the first time (laughs) the truth. I guess. But I agree with you what you said about the secret identity. I still hope that is something that is important in this show and in other aspects, just not with the boys. Also from Time Timer, Pocket has passed away. Sam Lane does know Clark's powers, which I don't know if that's ever been fully done before. Now that I say that, I'm thinking of multiple instances that it has been done before. Um, but something I'm a little surprised with, I wonder how they will handle that. Yeah, so that, I guess I wasn't really thinking about that when I was talking earlier about him not knowing who who Superman was and, and hunting him and stuff. But yeah, so that's that's kind of a weird way to, not weird way, that's a different way to take Sam Lane's character. So again, kind of calls into question what his role on the show is going to be then. Yeah, and I don't remember everything about Sam Lane in season one of Supergirl. It's been a while since I've seen that. And I don't know how much of that will be relevant in a post-crisis world. But he's typically depicted as anti-alien. So I wonder if he's come to terms with that or if he, now that he knows her son, his son, his daughter is with, an alien if that bothers him more and now he's trying to take down superman from within also i wonder if perry white and metropolis characters are only going to be in flashbacks how does i hope that's not the case like i said i hope they show up in present day but i wonder how they will balance that if lois is still at the daily planet and they are in smallville say how is she working for metropolis i mean obviously she can do her work online in these day in this day and age but how is she going to track down stories and how is lois being a reporter going to fit into that or how are, how are they going to juggle all that? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, I hope Perry White is a, a current character, an ongoing character, not just in flashbacks. But yeah, like you said, that that is one of the like pitches for the show is she is a working mom who has to balance the her time with her family with her job. And so, yeah, maybe Metropolis is like Smallville is a commuter town mm-hmm. in this this setting where they, she drives into work every day. And then, you know, that eats up into her time of that she could be spending with the family. And like you said, she has to go and do reporting things and probably put herself in danger because she's Lois Lane and she always has to get the story. So, yeah, that's, there's a lot of room there to uh, to create some drama uh, between her and her family. Yeah. And if they are temporarily in Smallville, how obviously Superman can get anywhere pretty quickly, about as fast as the story needs him to. Um, but I'm wondering how they're going to balance that. Is he's just going to be in Smallville and then hear about a robbery in Metropolis and take off? Is he just going to? Abandoned Metropolis, how is that all going to be handled? I'm curious to see. And Kyle Cushing being 
Lana's husband. This is just a nitpick, but why not? I'm just curious. He sounds like a not great dad, maybe an alcoholic firefighter struggling with things. Why not Brad Wilson, who is in Superman, Superman 3, or Kenny Braverman, who is a villain in the comics, Conduit, who has ties to Clark's path past. I think that would have been cool to see, or some other ones. Um, you know, Whitney Fordman. Why not Whitney Fordman or something right. like that? I think you could have used one of those characters instead of using an original character, but that's just um, my thoughts. Yeah, pretty much the, the same as you. The These are the things we'll have to wait to see how they shake out these original characters, what they add to it. A lot of times when they add an original character on these CW shows, or it's just like in live action stuff, I don't want to say all the time, but most of the time it doesn't, it, it kind of comes down to like, why didn't you just, if you could have, why didn't you just use an existing character? But that's, like you said, a small nitpick. Well, theoretically, you can have open-endedness with an original character. You don't know what they're going to be, how they're going to turn out or anything like that. I'm someone who likes to see things from the comics brought to live action. So I would like to see a character, especially when there's at least a few characters that could be similar along those lines. And in 82 years of Superman comics, the character, whatever great character creation you are thinking of probably already exists uh, for the most part. So um, yeah, I would like to see more of that, but maybe they've got cool ideas with this Cal Cushing character that they couldn't use any other character for. Maybe. Also, one other thing, I noticed there's no other costumed heroes, at least yet. And as I say that, just about everyone from the comics that's in there has been a costume superhero at some point. So, yeah. but I do hope they take some time. You know, these shows tend to eventually become ensembles where there's lots of heroes, but I hope they take enough time to establish Superman and we get to see what this Superman is as a hero because we still don't really know that much about this particular Superman. Yeah, and I I hope that the scope, you know, it's kind of weird to say I hope the scope is small for a Superman show, but like the cast of characters who are actually in charge of fighting evil and like making a big difference. I hope they keep that relatively small because I want to see Superman having, you know, the biggest impact and influence. I don't want him to just become like one tenth of a team that is going out and doing things. Yeah. And these are all, we're all just talking hypotheticals here. We're not judging the show. Okay. Obviously we're going to wait to judge the show until it comes out. But when you start a podcast about a show about a year in advance, it's basically just speculation <laughs> until it actually gets here. But yeah, some interesting things here, but I think of this setup, I think one thing that surprised me, it sounds more, almost more like a Super Sons type show, just from the other characters chosen and all of that, than a Superman and Lois show. Obviously, we'll see how it comes down in execution, but it almost got me excited if, maybe a season or two down the line, if this show's a big hit, if there could be a Super Sons type spinoff where the Sons lead a show or miniseries in the summer, off months or something like that, team up with a Young Justice or Young All-Stars type thing, maybe with some other young heroes, something like that. Um could be cool yeah or you know a few years in the future they go off to college and they're like their adventures like you said because they're living away from home and they're they're solving their own small crimes in that area that would be cool to see absolutely maybe maybe the show is mostly set on smallville for a couple of years and or whenever the flash and supergirl are off the air because they have they already have reporting type things and i wonder how much of this is done just to differentiate from that maybe at that point there's a super sun spinoff and Lois and Clark move back to the big city and they find a way to balance being reporters. And then also maybe the sons have recurring roles or smaller roles, but then they also headline a miniseries or something like that. This is just totally hypothetical stuff that won't happen, but it's fun to think about. So yeah, that's it. All this information here, are you more excited or less excited or, or just waiting to see how it all turns out? Uh, I think overall, I'm more excited. There's like, there's just a couple small little things that I'm not so much worried about. I'm just like, unsure of what direction they're going or 
the small little nitpicks of choices they made but like overall this is this is still a very very exciting prospect a very ex- show that i'm very excited about and the fact that there's twins there's two of them they're the same age that is what twins mean they have very different there's there's two of them. right exactly yeah um <laughs> so the fact that that is happening um and that they have pretty different personalities that that gets me really excited and you know that's like a core part of the show and so i'm i'm most excited about that so overall i'm, I'm pretty positive on this news yeah absolutely there's a couple things i want to wait and see how are they going to handle the daily planet the metropolis aspect and all of that but there's some things to really be excited about and the family stuff it looks like it'll be an emphasis and so if they can capture some of that magic from the rebirth superman that we're going to start talking about in a little bit here then i think there's some really exciting stuff they can do all right well let's move on we're going to talk superman lois and clark number one through eight today first up is convergence superman number one and two this is kind of a lead into it it ties into the bigger convergence event so there's a lot of stuff that is irrelevant that we don't really need to know but it introduces jonathan kent Long story short, Convergence is kind of Brainiac going around and pulling cities from different realities and pitting them up against each other. All that to say, um, this introduces Jonathan Samuel Kent. Yeah, there's a a whole lot of stuff with uh, Superman being trapped and losing his powers and getting him back and all this stuff. But like you said, introducing the son, Jonathan Samuel Kent, uh, that Lois gives birth to at the end um and thomas wayne helps deliver the baby well he doesn't really help he kind of just stands there but yeah it's it's kind of not convoluted but it's you know it's like comic booky a bunch of crazy stuff that for the purpose of this show doesn't really matter it's basically this is just the first appearance of their son named jonathan kent the lois and clark where that we kind of jump forward in time and hang out with their son and see stuff is where the real uh meat of what i think they're gonna base the show on is coming from yeah this is cool that the convergence came on when during the new 52 and this is the superman who existed before the new 52 the previous continuity him showing up in convergence and those two who had we thought had been erased from existence are around they're having a kid and they name him jonathan samuel kent so that's the most important stuff it's cool to see lois and clark together being what they would to see what they would be like as a pregnant couple and all of that stuff i think is really cool but not a lot story-wise that will probably apply to superman and Lois. yeah and there's also an appearance by the the wimpy little flashpoint kal-el <laughs> who is he still knows lois and goes and helps her but it's always it's always interesting to see a, a scrawny little kal-el he's not wimpy he's scrawny but he's not wimpy yeah he's, yeah, yeah. he's still got all the powers yeah. of the yellow sun he's just uh been cooped up inside not getting that yellow sun for too long all right let's talk superman lois and clark this is an eight issue series from 2015 2016 it followed up convergence superman where it shows that superman that lois lane and their baby had been living on the new 52 earth basically the last nine or ten years since convergence ended and they are living in hiding because there's already a clark kent there's already a lois lane on that earth so they're living in california they've taken the last name white in honor of perry white and they're operating in secret. Superman's got a black suit. He's doing lots of rescues, watching things, watching Darkseid invade and kind of hanging out in the background to see if he's needed while Lois is being an author, writing books now. And they're raising John on a farm. Yeah, and she's she's writing books anonymously that kind of tackle big, dangerous like crime organizations or plots or whatever. She's She's helping people by uncovering these secrets, but she has to do it secretly. Um, and that's, that ends up being a big plot going through these issues yeah and these are all written by dan jerkins longtime superman writer and artist since back in the 80s one of the biggest one of my favorite superman creators 
The pencils are mostly by Lee Weeks, but Marco Santucci, Neil Edwards, and Steven Segovia also pitch in. But yeah, this is the first real look, extended look, at Lois and Clark as parents. I will say I really liked the flashbacks that were included. This has got some nonlinear storytelling, and it shows lots of flashbacks to when John was young. We see him at different ages before he could really talk, and we see him when he's five and for his fifth birthday and all of that kind of stuff. And that's one thing we talked about would be cool to see in the show, seeing flashbacks to when the, the boys were younger and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, seeing how they grow up and, and seeing flashbacks, not necessarily every episode, but mixed in. Yeah, and the, the good thing about these flashbacks is uh, quite a few times you'll like see a character make a decision or you'll learn some information. And then later you'll see a flashback explaining why that character made that decision or where that information came from, that sort of thing. So it's kind of cool to see it revealed that way. And yeah, this I really hope that they do something similar. Like you said, they don't need to have flashbacks every episode, but that was my biggest reservation, learning that the the boys were going to be aged up, is that we wouldn't get to see them raising them or being parents to younger children. Uh, but, you know, it seems like they are going to do some of those flashbacks. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. So what do you think about the Jonathan Kent character? This is the first real extended look at him, and he's around nine years old for the, the main story. And he's just, as it starts, there's he doesn't know his dad is Superman. He doesn't know he might have some Kryptonian DNA. Uh, what do you think about John? Yeah, I really like his character, especially the way that he is played off of his parents, off of Lois and Clark, because he's kind of the best of both of them. He's he's pretty brave, starts developing powers, um, and but he's also extremely smart. And he the, the other thing, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the other Lois and Clark that are already here, it's already revealed that Superman is Clark Kent. So like the world knows that. Um, and this Clark Kent looks like that Clark Kent. So that's why he has to be in hiding and have a beard and black suit and everything. But anything, anyways, he, Jonathan, figures this stuff out by basically doing research. He like has some inklings, um, but he puts things together and he does research, looks at old newspapers and stuff. And he finds out that his dad, or is pretty sure that his dad is a Superman, some version of Superman. So he's he's very smart like Lois and he's very brave and strong like his dad. So it's, I really like that about the character, which... I think maybe they're going to split those two different things into two different people on the show since they have the twins and make one much more like Lois and the other much more like Clark, which is okay. But it was kind of cool seeing that combined in one character. Interesting. I wonder if, how they will handle that. Um, but I think the John Kent character is awesome, a really good addition. And, and some people, they love this rebirth era so much and say that's the only way Superman should be from now on. Um, I don't know that I go that far. I still like him working at the Daily Planet and all that stuff. but. I do like, you know, thinking eventually, Lois and Clark, if they have a kid, John Kent, yeah, he's pretty cool. And I like the way they handle it. He does, he's, he's got that lighthearted attitude um, where he's he does have that aw shucks attitude, like the description says, but yeah, he's still unique. And Jurgens said it, he described it as an old Newsarama article. He said, the way I describe him is that he looks like Clark, but has Lois's spitfire attitude and inquisitiveness. And that's something that's really cool that I like to see throughout this, where he's Looking up, he's trying to research. He's got that Lois Lane type curiosity mixed with Clark Kent type Boy Scout type of attitude that is really tough to pull off. But I think it's done really well throughout this and something I'm hoping to see translate into the series. Uh, one of my favorite moments, too, is in one of the flashbacks where Jonathan is having a funny conversation with Lois about how it's not fair that Superman is so powerful and fast. But he thinks Flash is probably faster. But 
it's still not fair that Superman has all those powers and other people just can't keep up with him. So funny stuff like that. He's He's got a good wit. Like you said, he's very inquisitive. So yeah, I, I really like his character in it. I like the... It's really, it's really, really cool just to... I know this is pretty... This makes a lot of sense, but like it's just really, really cool to see Clark and Lois being parents and obviously need a kid to have to be a parent. So, uh, yeah, that that role of Jonathan is awesome as well. Yeah. And I like the approach that they went with. He's kind of a Superman fanboy, even though he doesn't know Superman is his dad. And that's really cool. And you could see that going a different way, lots of different ways where he could be really upset and disappointed. And he shows that a little bit. He's not happy to know that they've been lying to him all this time, but he also Deep down, he's probably like, my dad's Superman. That's really cool. And that's awesome. And so he's excited about that. And to bring it back to the show, I could see a situation where maybe Jonathan is excited and maybe Jordan is less excited or something like they do. They handle it that way and they have different reactions. I could see that being the way to take advantage of having two of them. Yeah. So you you enjoyed the family dynamic between Lois and Clark and John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the that was the best part of this there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff with like a couple different villains but none of that stuff i don't think really matters to the the show but the the part of these comics that i really really liked was like you said that family dynamic between them and especially the the flashbacks of seeing seeing them interacting as john grows up yeah absolutely and that's what i'm really hoping for if you're going to do a superman family type show like this this is the kind of dynamic i hope that they capture and seeing a family um kind of like in black lightning i talk about how the four members of the Pierce family sitting together having dinner is the best part of that show. My favorite parts are always that. Uh, Four people who love each other, care about each other, they all have their problems and they all work together to help each other. That And that's something I hope that they can capture here. And, you know, they're going to have their troubles, they're going to have their dramas, they're going to have all sorts of problems, but maybe if they can work together and have find that right balance of lighthearted family adventure type stuff mixed in with the drama. And this Lois and Clark has a lot of drama where... John and Lois are in trouble a lot of times because Lois is always getting in trouble. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they, it's a really, and along the lines, in terms of Superman action, they've got a little bit of everything where they throw, you know, kind of this ancient sorcerer type character in blank. They've got this alien warrior woman in Hyathis and then Blackrock Shockwave, you know, a guy in a iron type suit. It, it shows a little bit of everything in terms of Superman action. Yeah. Uh, something else that I really enjoyed too was uh, the other thing i really enjoyed was seeing john and lois like kind of making excuses to john about these crazy situations that they find themselves in and how how clark can show up and just kind of be at the right place at the right time and some of their explanations aren't (laughs) that great they're not that great at lying so i think that's that's definitely room for humor on the show they might have to up it a little bit if they're trying to get a 13-year-olds to believe it. It's probably a little easier to get a 9-year-old to believe some of those explanations, but that's that's definitely an area for some lightheartedness, um, but also drama, you know, trying to keep your kids from finding out. Yeah, absolutely. There's some fun moments in that, but I think this could be, I don't know. I don't know how much of that they're going to do long-term in the series. I could definitely see the boys finding out in the pilot. You know, I could almost see this Lois and Clark almost being a template for the pilot, where by the end the boys know what's going on and it's all revealed and obviously the main story of Lois and Clark coming from another earth all of that you know taking on another identity all of that would be irrelevant to the show but the rest of it I think would make a good fit they also use inner gang as a villain and I just want to say inner gang is awesome and it would make a ton of sense in a tv show to use inner gang because they have almost limited limitless story potential 
in terms of being a gang in Metropolis, but they get superpowered weapons and that can really impact all sorts of different things. I think that's just really would make a great fit in a TV show setting. Yeah, and it's great because it's something that Lois can they're, you know, they're kind of underground and Lois can help expose them, but by doing that she's putting herself and her family at risk and that's the that's a big part of this this ser- uh comic series, but yeah, that could be a really good kind of like ongoing group of villains uh throughout yeah, the whole show. Yeah, uh, comics inner gang has ties to Darkseid and all spins out of Jack Kirby's Fourth World where Darkseid gives inner gang weapons, alien weapons on Earth. And I could see them doing something like that. Similarly, I don't know if they can use Darkseid, but maybe it's implied they've worked with Darkseid in the past. And maybe now Mongol is supplying them. Because if there's one thing we know about this Superman, at least pre-crisis, he had been to Warworld. So what if Mongol is now supplying Inner Gang with weapons? They have to fight that throughout the season. And eventually Inner Gang captures him and returns Superman to Warworld for Mongol to use. I think that would be a really interesting setup and a way to tell some really cool stories. and also get Superman in space for a little bit. And that's cool to see Superman in space because we haven't seen much of that. But also how do Lois and the boys react when Clark is gone and and how does that change things up for them? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for now. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email Superman and Lois podcast at gmail.com or find at TV Superman Lois on Twitter. Thanks for listening. And if you feel like it, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps spread the word about the show. 